This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Hi, welcome to Business Influencers with Tal Radio. Welcome to our show today. Again, we want to thank you each and every week for those listeners that come back each and every week. The show continues to grow because of you and sharing the show. We continue to uh, you know, bring in subject matter experts sharing their words of wisdom to take your level of influence and business to the next level. Again, if you are listening to us either on Tal Radio or Apple or Spotify, also on YouTube, again, whatever your preference is, feel free to share that with someone that you know that can benefit from the content from the show because we are all about creating aha moments and helping people to go to the next level with their influence, which will have an impact not only on your business, but also on the impact on the people that you're looking to help and, 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 and stimulate change moving forward. We have a great show for you today, and I am so excited to be talking here uh, with uh, Dr. Sola uh, Tolgan Butler. And, you know, she's going to be talking about empowering women to go from burnout to balance. And this is going to be an exciting topic because burnout is something that is real. It is an issue, especially in the workplace, but not only in the workplace, but just in life in general. She is the founder, CEO, and a psychotherapist at Butterfly Counseling Services, a certified professional transformational life coach who highlights the importance of mental health and wellness while offering solutions to minimize stress, prevent burnout, and achieve balance for professional women seeking to optimize their lifestyle and career simultaneously through various coaching and online course programs. She is an assistant professor and associate chairperson in the human service Department at St. Joseph's University in Brooklyn, New York, and a licensed clinical social worker in the state of New York, New Jersey, and Ohio. She has been in the social uh, work field for over 15 years and has experience in mental health, medical social work, substance abuse, foster care, gerontology, and foster care prevention. She has a PhD in education from North Central University a master's degree in social work from Silberman School of Social Work and a bachelor's degree in psychology from Brooklyn College. Without further ado, we welcome Dr. Sola. I'm going to just say Dr. Sola because I, that's how I, we communicate all the time. So Dr. Sola, I love this topic, burnout. Can we talk a little bit about what actually burnout is? I think that a lot of people are experiencing burnout on various mm-hmm. levels. They just don't know it. If you can clarify that for the listeners here today. Absolutely. When I think about burnout, one of the best definitions I can think of is when a person is exposed to a persistent stressor that is impacting you emotionally, physically, and mentally. So you are exposed to the stressor on a continuous basis, and you are noticing the difference physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, We are not functioning at an optimum level. It is impacting the work that we do. It's impacting our relationships. Uh, We are feeling just tired, exhausted, feeling like we cannot go on. Um, It impacts us mentally in terms of anxiety, um, depression. We're noticing negative thought patterns. Um, So burnout can really impact so many different areas of our lives. And that's why it's always so important to seek help when we are experiencing burnout. Oh, absolutely. I love the fact that you talked about the stressors or these triggers. And oftentimes as people, I I mean, I know for myself personally back in the day before I knew all this, 
is that I used to take those for granted. Like I wasn't listening to what my body was saying or like, or what those stressors were. Can you talk about what, you know, some examples of what they are and why they're so important as a way to recognize burnout? So people tend to experience stressors when they overwhelm the boundaries. So it's almost like, like you mentioned, we're not listening to the fact that our body is exhausted. So what are some examples? It could be working for long periods of time and not taking a break whatsoever, trying to juggle multiple things and not having any type of balance in that process. Um, it could be working multiple jobs. It's stressful being a parent. It's stressful maintaining a relationship just because all of these things demand our time. And then we become overwhelmed because we just don't feel like we have enough time in the day to get a lot of these things done. Or we are not taking the necessary breaks that we need on a daily basis to give our body and our mind a chance to rest, to replenish before going into something else. It's not having boundaries, not being able to say, no, I cannot do this today. I can do this tomorrow. Um, it's not listening to our body when our body is tired and taking the rest that our body needs. And one thing I tell my clients is if you don't listen to your body, your body will make you listen because what yeah. happens, it's going to break down. Same thing it, it, it is, our bodies are great communicators. And yes. sometimes it's through pain. <laughs> through pain. I mean, people who are burnt out are talking about, they have migraines, you know, the, the muscle aches. These are the ways the body is telling us like, hey, you need to slow down. You need to take a break. If we don't listen, the body will make you take a, a break. And same thing mentally, people ha will have a mental health breakdown because there's so many ways mentally our body is letting us know that this is what's going on and we choose not to listen and that's where the boundaries come in we're not putting in those boundaries when we need to yeah you know now when we talk about burnout here and we're you know we're, and we're now kind of pertaining this to women because you, you know i know you help so many women in this particular area and empowering them you know to kind of take you know go from burnout to more balance you know, women tend to kind of can usually can take on a lot more than they can chew. I always like to say more than men. You know, obviously they, they bear children and, you know, they, they run, they can run households in terms of the day to day, but yet they're working and, you know, hold careers and they're doing a lot. And sometimes they tend, you know, women can tend to sometimes put others first and not mm -hmm. themselves, thus where this lack of balance comes out. If you could talk a little bit about that maybe enlightening the women that are listening, these women, these professional women, that maybe that again is where they have to start looking at where can they make some adjustments in their day to day. Sure, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to women is socialization. How have we been socialized? And women have been socialized around the beliefs that we are to do everything. Uh, you are every woman, you don't need any help, you can figure it out. And then we have, we take this mindset you know, and we believe it to the point where we are unable to see a different perspective. So in heterosexual relationships, even though the man and woman are working, the majority of women are going home and they're still engaging in childcare, which could be exhausting. So I've heard women say, now that I'm done with work, now I'm going to my second job. I have to help the kids with the homework. I have to cook, I have to clean. Um, so in my practice, I see a lot of women who are just burnt out or they are working full time, they're trying to run their business on the side, and they feel like I have to do everything. I have to take care of everything because, you know, I use the phrase, I am every woman. Um, what I teach women is it's okay to take a break. 
It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say no. And a lot of women struggle with that. Like, what yeah. do you mean it's okay to say no? I say it's okay. I, can, you, can you focus on that? Because I, I hear that quite a bit. Like, because we could, you know, we could, we, a lot of people, a lot of women, or even men too, but will say yes because it, 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 it maybe it's a, it, you know, deep down, it's a form of pleasing and enabling others for the sake of validation that perhaps we didn't get growing up. Absolutely. So the reason that people sometimes struggle with saying no is they're concerned about the reaction of the other person. They're concerned that the other person might be disappointed. Or oh, I want to please this person. I want this person to like me. Or the idea that, like you mentioned earlier, I always have to put others before myself. So again, it's, it's the mindset. So what I teach my clients is, okay, if you can't say no, maybe you can say not right now. And people tend to be a little bit more comfortable with that where it's like you have to look at what you need and maybe in that moment, taking on that task, taking on that responsibility is gonna overwhelm you, overwhelm your ability. And now you're gonna be resentful. You're going to be angry. So now it's affecting you physically and mentally. So it's learning to say not right now or learning to say no is important to have that, have that balance. But the underlying issue is what, people, what we call people pleasing. People pleasing, I can't say no, I have to be nice, I can't be assertive. And if I say no, I'm gonna be viewed a particular way. So it's just easier for me to say yes, in a lot of cases, just suffer in silence. Yeah, I love I love what you shared. I mean, you know, and a great, you know, you're creating this awareness here with the listeners and also those that will be listening later. What were some of the things, you know, Dr. Sola, when, when you're working with women and they now are more aware of these triggers, these stressors, Maybe some, you know, things that they've been conditioned to do even, you know, since childhood and, you know, that are doing. What are some of the things that you work with them on to help them to kind of now, you know, start developing more, like more of this balance and harmony to now offset this burnout? What are some of the, those things that you do to help them to offset that? Sure. The first thing that I do is I have them identify some of their thought patterns. Like, what is the mindset that you've been taught as a woman? Um, that they have to do everything, they have to take care of everyone, they have to put others before themselves. And then I work with my clients on cognitive restructuring and reframing. How do we change that? How do we change that so that you begin to believe that I can take care of others and take care of myself as well, so that you are not feeling guilty? Um, and that's where that balance comes in. Um, how do I begin to incorporate the mindset that self-care is important, that I need to take care of myself as well? So for example, with my clients who are parents, I, I discuss research. Research studies have shown that parents that take regular breaks, parents that still pursue their own personal interests tend to be more effective parents. Why? Because they're having that time to rest. They're having time for respite. They're having time for creativity. So the first thing that I do is work around changing the mindset. We need to change the way that we've been socialized. The second thing that I do is try to change the idea of self-care. When people think about self-care, they think I need to go to the gym for an hour. I have to go running for an hour and a half. And I'm like, what about self-care that takes about five minutes of your time? Now, everyone can do five minutes. I'm like, okay, let's go to your calendar. Let's put in some five-minute self-care techniques that you can do on a daily basis to have that reset. And um, a lot of women are receptive to that because they're like, I'm busy. I don't have an hour, but I do have five minutes. I do have 10 minutes for some of the techniques. But the first one is let's work on changing that mindset because you want to believe it. You know, not just cognitively, you also want to believe it emotionally. Like I do deserve to have this time to take care of myself. 
Absolutely. I love it. I love it. And how, and when you make these changes, you know, is, you know, these things t- take time. Is there, you know, something where that if they're consistent and that they make these changes, but they're being consistent with it, even though it's not, they're not used to doing it. Is it more likely that those are going to stick more if they are consistent than the other way around? Absolutely. Consistency is important because I know, according to neuroscientists, the brain learns through repetition. You have to keep doing it and doing it over and over again, and then it becomes a habit. But I also let my clients know when you're learning something new, once in a while, you're going to fall off the horse. It's okay because they talk about relapse as being a part of change. You know, it's going to take time. So don't beat yourself up. Try to understand what happened and get yourself right back on track again. That's the most important thing. Because when we're learning something new and we fall off track, sometimes we beat ourselves up. And I call that self-defeating thoughts. Self-defeating thoughts beat you down. Thoughts where we are self-compassionate, we tend to look at the situation, what happened, why did I fall off track, and what did I learn from the situation to help me get back on track? So I always talk about the fact that be compassionate to yourself. You know, understand it's going to take you some time and start small. Let's start with one self-care technique a day for five minutes. And then once you get used to that, maybe we can put in another one for the day. But let's start small and then we can always add more as you get more comfortable. So in essence, like you said, I love what you just said. It's it's, it's a process. It's not like, you know, you're not really, Rome wasn't built overnight, right? It was built in stages in time. So it's just like our our self-care has to be built in stages and, and like you said if everyone tried to do every all things at once you're setting yourself up for failure but if you yes you do one thing at a time and then get good at it and then add another exactly another you get you're more likely to stick to that routine absolutely absolutely yes. uh, yeah love it love it <laughs> yes <laughs> what would be some things like you know when it comes to this particular area you know a lot of companies recognize Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you know, burnout and there are some things, but what, like when it comes to professional women that, you know, they, maybe they have families, but they got, you know, they got these, you know, they got a lot of responsibility with their jobs. Maybe they're married, maybe they're not married, but nonetheless, they got a lot of role and duties that they're, they're dealing with each and every day. Right. What would you recommend that again, where would they start to get this information? And, and you did share a lot of tips on some of the things, but where, where, where do you think it would, you know, for them to like kind of start so they could begin to maybe make that decision that they have to do something? I would definitely encourage um, all women to look at your schedule for the day. I think that we all mentally have an idea of what is it that I need to do today? Some of us write it down, some of us don't. And then in look, looking at what we need to do for the day, it's trying to find little areas in which we could do something that we enjoy. What is something that you like doing that you could do for about five minutes? And these are the techniques that I teach my clients. For example, one of my favorite is soothing with the senses. You can do that wherever you are. Use your five senses in a way that you can soothe yourself, whether it's listening to music or looking at a picture that's very soothing or maybe eating something that's very delicious. It's just looking at the schedule for the day and determining where do I need a break? Where do I need to delegate? Very, very important. Uh, Are there other people that can help me, you know, um, get these tasks completed? And I share with my clients in running the business, sometimes I'm done at nine o'clock at night. So it's my husband that has to get the kids ready, make sure they get a bath, make sure the homework is done because at nine o'clock, I'm tired. 
<laughs> and it's going to be too much for me to now have to sit and do homework and try to get the kids ready for bed and all that stuff. So knowing when we need to have others help us. Also looking at our schedule and realizing, again, there's only 24 hours in a day. This might not get done today. I need to get it done tomorrow or some other time. And being okay with that and not beating myself up because everything on my to-do list wasn't done today. It's okay. Schedules can be flexible. That's fine because if my body's telling me I'm tired, if I'm mentally exhausted, I need to listen to that. Uh, those are some great points. And I love the, what you shared about delegation. I mean, we live in this world now. Yes, there's a lot of stressors and distractions and that could you know, put more stress and you know, it can lead to burnout. But also if used correctly, there's a lot of tools, resources, not just people, but you know, AI and stuff like that. If we can use it effectively, not that it, we depend on it, but right. if we use it effectively, that could help us focus on the priorities that matter. And then reclaiming some of that time back that yes. they could start to pour into themselves, right? From what I heard what you said. Absolutely. And then some of the time that we reclaim can be used to relax, can be yeah. used for that self-care, can be used to kind of attune to ourselves and figure out what it is that we need physically and what it is that we need mentally. So I'm, I'm a big fan of learning to delegate tasks when you can to free up your time. So now you have time for the things that you want to do, whether it's resting, whether it's creativity, now you have that time. I love it. I love it. It's so, so important. Now, getting back, I mean, obviously, we've talked about women and, you know, even people in general, because this could be for yes. men as well, because you've worked with men, but primarily women, you right. know, you'd like to help. How about like now with, you know, these professionals, even, you know, with women, you know, in these roles in companies, what can companies now do to take advantage of resources like yourself to really now be uh, not, you know, not that you're checking a box off, but now that you can be an asset for them that if, if you're able to now not only create the awareness, but now help people to offset burnout, what would that now mean to their business? Overall? Absolutely. Sure. I think it's very important that companies in general connect with whether it's therapists or coaches and having them come in and talk to their employees about what self-care looks like. Yeah. Um, I think it's important for these companies to now understand how do I create an environment that really values self-care and really values the mental health of employees. I mean, I think it's wonderful that some companies now have mental health days. Yeah. Where people can just take a mental health day just so they can rest. Because I think it's, it's important that employees see that it's not just lip service when people, when they're talking about self-care, they can see that within the company itself. Like for example, if parents need to leave early to go take care of their kids, or if they need to set boundaries because they're feeling burnt out, that they're not punished for that. That if somebody is saying, I am overwhelmed, that a company is like, you know what, thank you for letting us know, what can we do to help you? They're not invalidating someone who is feeling burnt out or letting people take days when they need to. Um, I know that sometimes um, companies will, there are awards for people who've never taken a day off. And that's always kind of sat a little differently with me as a therapist. I'm like, you know, people should be also rewarded for taking a day off when they need to, because that's self-awareness. Like I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm not functioning at my optimum level. Let me take some time off. Let me get myself rested so I can come back and give 100% because now I've had that time to rest. 
Yeah, I think those points that you made, I mean, just allow that person to be more, more, you know, have more energy, to be more productive, efficient, yes. probably less likely to be absent and, yes. and and be more punctual and follow through. And okay. no, I love, I love that. You know, what, what do you like envision like right now? I mean, yes, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff, a lot of resources out there, a lot of information. Mm-hmm. But again, getting back to what we talked about consistent, do you feel like that this awareness has got to be really elevated, you know, on a consistent basis so that women can really start, it starts to resonate or just people in general, even companies. So they begin to recognize this is a major issue. And mm-hmm. then if it dealt with, you know, ahead of time or in a proactive way, it's going to save them a lot of time and grief and keep in retaining, you know, really important people. Yes. And I think that, you know, what the pandemic brought to the forefront was mental health and the fact that we need to stay on top of our mental health. And self-care is very much connected to to mental health. And I think that the more we get the message out that it is okay to struggle with mental health issues, we all do. It's part of the human experience, Um, whether it's, you know, depression or anxiety or social isolation. We all struggle with that. I think once we get the message out that it's okay. Um, once we begin to challenge this idea that you have to work, work, work and not take a break, then more and more people can come forward and say, you know what? I am tired. I do need to do things differently. Um, I am super excited. The whole message behind self-care is much more out there than it used to be. And I think that that needs to continue to grow. I think once people are taught that it's okay, that it is okay to put yourself first, you know, it is okay to take a break. It is okay to relax. More and more people will feel comfortable beginning to embrace that because that message begins to challenge the mindset that we always have to put others first. Uh, I, I, yeah. Think about it. I love what you just said. Today. You have to put yourself first because if you don't fill your cup, how can you really be help somebody else through your example and resourcefulness to do for themselves? It's like, right. it's like the oxygen mask when it comes off a plane. What's the first thing yeah. they say? Put it on yourself you put it on your child. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Even though we want to put it on the child first, yeah. then what happens when you pass out and then you can't, you can't. You can't really uh, help anybody like it. You can't help. <laughs> yes, no, that's a great so analogy. True. So, yes. so true. Yes. No, there's just so much great information you shared here. You know, in closing, I mean, we're getting towards the end of the show and I want to make sure we have time for people to get to know you, but in, one more question. Just to kind of sum everything up, what would you, what is a, something of high impact you can leave with the audience here today mm-hmm. to companies, HR professionals that can be listening right now about the, you know, that, that about the importance of burnout and what we can do to, you know, reduce it and really turn it into a positive if, if managed correctly? Sure. The most important thing I would say is the understanding that we all deal with stress. So there is nothing like a stress-free life doesn't exist. There's going to be stresses from time to time. And I think it's important that people, you know, companies be aware of stressors and have the tools to be able to deal with it effectively. I always tell my clients, you have to have in your brain a locker room of coping mechanisms, techniques that you can tap into when you're feeling stressed because burnout is prolonged. It means that you've been dealing with this time and time again with no relief. But if we could start early and start taking care of these stressors at the very beginning, then we prevent burnout from taking place. Um, The whole idea of our physical health, 
you know, we're not waiting till we're sick to take care of ourselves. We're eating healthy, we're going to the gym, we're working out. It's the same thing when it comes to our mental and emotional health and, and dealing with stressors. We need to take care of ourselves on a daily basis. So companies can think of things they can do with their employees daily as a source of stre uh, stress relief, or we can think of something to do within five to 10 minutes every single day, just to give yourself that reset that you need. Love it. Love it. Thank you for sharing this for a while. I wanted to thank you for you know taking the time out of your schedule to be with us here today to enlighten us in this particular area. And we definitely want to make sure that, you know, women and just anybody or even, you know, HR, you know, decision makers and corporations of all sizes get to know who you are, what you're what, what you're up to and how they can best contact you and anything that you'd like to you know provide the audience as well. And feel free to use this time to do so. Sure. Thank you. So the best way to reach me is always via email. Um, so my email is drsola at transformative.cc. Um, I check my emails. I always respond to all my emails. So if you have any questions about what I've talked about today, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I do have a coaching program specifically for women on how to go from burnout to balance. And I also have an online course to help people improve the dynamic of their relationship through using effective communication techniques. Wow. Well, we want to thank you. We want to encourage everybody, especially the ladies that are listening to the show and those listening later, please share this with other uh, professional women. Take advantage of these courses. Get to know Dr. Solar, reach out to her and see, you know, again, these courses could be a game changer for you to take you where you are, where you desire to be. It's a matter of asking for help and seeking the guidance of a professional that knows this area very well. We highly encourage you to do so. Dr. Sola, thank you for the time to be with us here today, sharing your words of wisdom. Thank you, it was my pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, we wanna thank you each and every week joining us here at Business Influencers. Again, feel free to follow us here at tellradio.org. Also, we're on Spotify, Apple, in terms of the audio versions, and then also our video version at YouTube as well. Again, the show is, is only as good as the listeners that we have, and we are committed each and every week in bringing subject matter experts like Dr. Sola in to share their words of wisdom and insights to take your level of influence and knowledge to the next level to make impact. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at chris at christophersalem.com. We'd be more than happy to look at any new content and other subject matter experts we can bring in that will best serve you. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next week. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.